Good morning, Peaceniks. I hope you're having a great time in your host homes at the watch parties this morning. I know just a moment ago we saw uh, the, the text of this passage on our screens, but I wanted to take a moment uh, and just be able to read it with y'all as well. Uh, it's going to be uh, from Acts chapter 16, and the translation that I'm reading comes from uh, Dr. Wilda Gaffney. And it says, One day, as we were going to the place of prayer, we met an enslaved girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her masters a great deal of money by fortune-telling. While she followed after Paul and us, she cried out, These persons are slaves of the Most High God, who proclaim to you a way of salvation. This she did for many days, but it bothered Paul, who turned and said to the Spirit, I order you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out at that hour. Now, when her master saw that their hope of financial gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas, and into the marketplace they dragged them before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, These persons are disturbing the, our city. They're Judeans, and they're preaching traditions that are not right for us to follow as Romans. The crowd joined against them, and the magistrates had, had them stripped of their clothing and ordered them to be beaten with batons. After they had left... After they had laid many blows on them, they threw them into prison and commanded the jailer to keep them securely. Receiving these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell, and their feet he fastened in the stocks. We hear the voice of God through these words. Thanks be to God. One of the bigger problems that I have that I don't plan on doing anything about uh, at this time is that at any given time, uh, there's a part of my personality that comes directly from a TV show, a movie, book, podcast, some other kind of pop culture event going on in the world around us. If you've heard me preach before, I, I know that's probably a surprise because I hardly ever reference anything like that. One of my current favorites, though, uh, is something that I, that I took from a podcast uh, host who got it from another podcast that he was on. Uh, it's it's the uh, You Made It Weird podcast with Pete Holmes. One of the things that they do is when they want to talk about um, an artist, an actor, somebody that's you know kind of in in the public sphere that people know about, and they did something or an idea that that is like not great uh, overall, but they want to just talk about it, explore it, or, or they they want to talk about uh, um, an actor's body of work. Uh, you know, unrelated to, to maybe what they've done, whatever, that they'll say, scandal noted. Uh, and so, so when Aurelia and I were talking about the, the particularly the, the, the name of this series, Waiting on the World to Change, uh, you know, partially in reference to the, the John Mayer song, uh, I, I knew we would kind of have to, to address that. And, and, and so it's, you know, uh, we're, we're waiting on the world to change, you know, scandal, John Mayer, scandal noted, sure. Uh, but, the, the song holds up. Uh, I know we've sung it a couple times, and uh, some of the themes that, that he's exploring there really uh, are still present in the world around us today. Because for a lot of us, we, we do still find ourselves waiting on the world to change. And I have to remind myself from time to time to, to wait with joy. That while I'm waiting on the world to change, uh, I have to, to find and seek joy in some of those moments. It can be hard to find joy in the scandal of the world around us, whether it's personal or interpersonal issues in our life, work, friends, a partner, parenting, how we inhabit the space around us. There's scandal to be found, 
major world conflicts. We, we've discussed some of that recently. When, when the hell are they going to finish construction on any given section of road so that traffic can improve in some way, shape, or form? Waiting on things to change while having joy. Who ever heard of such a thing? In the reading from Acts, we saw a couple of things happen. The first we'll look at is what's going on with Paul? He does heal this girl. It says it right there in, in, in the story. He heals her. But in the process, he makes no statement about her enslavement. That she's owned by somebody else. And according to the text, he doesn't heal her because he sees it as the good, right thing to do. He does it because he's kind of annoyed. I've, I've done that kind of thing before. As a parent, there are times where... Um, Maybe I, I get my kid the snack or turn on the show or do the thing because I'm kind of annoyed with them asking about it. In general, my hope is that when we're confronted with things around us that we know are off or wrong, we examine them. Not because they bother us, but because we want to see things made right. There's joy that can be found in doing the right damn thing for the sake of seeing those things made right. And when confronted with the scandals in our personal worlds or going on around us, we should work to make things right. Fixing something because you're annoyed. Scandal noted, Paul. Now at the end of this passage, Paul and Silas are put in prison. Scandalous enough. Put in prison for healing the girl and costing her enslavers their livelihood. Not because anybody thinks they really did anything wrong or bad, but because they kind of annoyed these other guys. The lectionary leaves the passage there. They get locked up. They're put in the stocks. They're fastened in. That's pretty bleak, if you ask me. If you're not familiar with this story, that's not the end. Paul and Cyrus start singing some uh, some hymns to God, is what the text says next. Uh, there's an earthquake. Their shackles come off. The doors fly open. They have this experience with the, with the jailer, and they ultimately are let go. I'm not sure why Dr. Gaffney leaves the text there in her selection, the, the, the moment that they're locked up. As I read it, though, I really w was struck by it. I can catastrophize when it seems like I hit a brick wall. I, I tend to see that as the end. If I'm Paul and Silas, I'm going, well, I'm locked up. This is it. Nothing else to do here. Because I, I, I don't believe there's joy to be found. But in this moment, Paul and Cyrus, Silas choose joy and find a better ending to the story. That's happened to me a number of times. That if I, if I just step outside the moment, if I, if I just wait for a moment, a little further on down, things change. I just don't think about that all the time when those moments do come back up. So I have to work at that. Seeking joy right now might seem difficult. I get that. That's fair. What I hope you'll do in your discussion times today in your host homes is, is look at times when joy has been present in your life and see if you can use that to sustain you until you can get, uh, until you can get to or past those, those other moments. I have to believe that's at least part of what Paul and Silas were, were, were doing as they were able to work through what they were experiencing. Let's pray. God, I thank you for seeing past our scandals. Help us to see past those of others and happening all around us. To do right with joy. Give us the courage to wait on the world's change with joy we know can exist. Amen.
Y'all have a wonderful rest of your morning.